Hey everybody, it's Ems of the KB and Ems podcast. What's up everybody? It's KB, the second half of the KB and Ems podcast, and I've been walking like a man, finger on the trigger, money in my pocket. You know the rest. You know the rest. Happy three. Episode <laughs> three here, guys. Episode three, man. Thank you yeah. guys for hanging out, mm-hmm. listening, coming back every week. We appreciate you. Getting the ball rolling here, man. So it was the day after we recorded last week. That's when all the good stuff happens. Every time. <laughs> um, uh, tidbit pops up on ESPN talking about uh, Kyrie Irving on uh, Kevin Durant's podcast, which just premiered, right? The the Etcetera's or the ETC's. Uh-huh. It's Katie's podcast. It was the first episode. Mm-hmm. And it was in two parts, two hour-long episodes of him talking to Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. It was cool, though. So for me, I was like most people. The first uh, quote that I saw was him talking about him finally having somebody he can trust to shoot the ball. To shoot the last second shot. Yeah. And it was funny because I saw the clickbait title and assumed that the podcast wasn't going to be any good. Mm -hmm. But thankfully, like you put me onto it. And when I listened to it, it's full of gems, man. You get a side of Kyrie Irving that you don't usually get to see. And he's a he's a very mindful individual, and I don't think a lot of people know that. Like uh, KD was talking about in the podcast in itself about how many players just respect him, about how he handles himself on the court as well as off. He's a very, I don't want to say he, he said he's more of a private person, but he's content with just being at home. He said reading books, watching documentaries, and, and meditating. I mean, he's just a different type of cat. Yeah, I'd, and the cool thing is you get a – you get a look into how he thinks. Yeah. And you don't usually get to see that. You usually, you see what he said, you hear all the ESPN reactions to it, and then that's it. So to actually, you know, get an insight into what he was thinking playing in those 2016 finals mm-hmm. and what he was thinking playing for the Boston Celtics. Like, he actually gave you a really yeah, good no, he was very, description of what happened on that Celtics team. He was very upfront and... uh I think there was a couple of things I took from it. Uh, the first one I took from it was their ring in 2017. Or was it 16? The, it was, gold, the first Golden State one was 2015, right? Uh-huh. Cleveland's, I think it was 20. So it would have been 27. Yeah, so. it was 20. I think it was 2017. So anyways, he goes in, it's game seven. And he talks about, he put himself in a place mentally where he was so locked in to just trying to win this game that... Um, when he hit that last second shot in game seven to win the game. Oh, man. 2016. 2016. I got this falling on me right now. We might just have to run that. Run it back a little bit. All right. I'm just going to run it back to uh, the beginning of that part. I can rewind it. Cool. All right. So, one tidbit. I. <laughs> oh, this is that not tight. Oh. There you go. All right, cool. So uh, <laughs> he had a couple gems in that podcast, and one I, I really liked that uh, I never thought about was the mental space he put himself in before that Game 7. He knew he had to be a dog. He knew what he had to do in that Game 7, and he said – he was just basically locked away from family, 
friends, everything. And he was yeah. so locked in that once he won that game seven, hit yeah, that game winner. Playing. Yeah, hit that game winner. He goes, the games are over with. But he told me, he, I guess he said two days later he was playing pickup. Just because yeah. he was like, he was, he's just so locked in. The one thing that I learned about basketball is that the work that goes into it is never spoken about. Like the, yeah. to get to the point where you have, like he even said it in the podcast, Kyrie, it's not just about my ball handling. My footwork matches my ball handling. Mm-hmm. Just as much work goes into my footwork that it's the same amount that goes into my ball handling. So it's one of the more seldom heard Mm-hmm. Or seldom talked about things. So to hear one of the best players in the world with arguably the best ball handle in the world right now, don't at me, say, I put time in and that's why it's like this. It's it's just a testament to everything you've ever heard. For sure. And uh, another crazy thing out of that, I'm, if you guys are into basketball, you got to listen to this podcast. Um, for sure. Even if yeah. you're just the, just the casual sports fan will for get sure. some gems out of it. Him talking about so his dad was uh, raised in the BX in, in the Bronx, yep. and uh, Kyrie lived in Jersey, but he was frequently in the Bronx. Uh, he's got uncles there, Godfather, so he was always playing uh, in the Bronx. And come to find out, as he got older, the city didn't want to claim him. Like like the city was like, he's not he's not one of us. Da, da, yeah. da, da, da. He doesn't play city ball. He lives in Jersey, and uh, I feel like he took that as a chip on his shoulder. So when he went to all these prep schools in Jersey. He just he went in with that mindset that I'm just gonna kill everybody, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just thought that was crazy that for an athlete like him to not get claimed from a place where he was balling at ever since he grew up. I mean, I don't know. They don't need him. It's like not to say that you don't need him. Obviously, right. no. You sound I sound nuts saying that, but in New York City, when you don't know that this 17-year-old kid is going to end up being and Kyrie it, Irving. It's so true. You're not in a rush to be like, this kid who can dribble is nicer than all the other 17-year-olds right. who can dribble. But he was he was putting up numbers. Don't let me just make it seem like he was just a kid with handles. Yeah, and he was saying that once he popped up in high school, uh, everyone's like, oh, man, he came out of nowhere. And Kyrie's like, nah, I've been hooping with all you guys yeah, for years. I've been like, here the whole time. Yeah, I've been here the whole time. So uh, just that disrespect, uh, I thought that was cool. That was something that kind of fueled him. And as well as his relationship with his dad, man, that to me that was that was cool to hear about. It helps when the league is in your pedigree, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah. His uncle is Rod Strickland, so he had that with him too. Um, there was a lot of different, a lot of different aspects of it. Like mm-hmm. you heard how he felt about um, the protests mm-hmm. that they took from the bubble when yep. they stopped playing. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those people who just understands the platform that he has. And it's funny because um, I forget the co-host. He even cited when Woj called Kyrie a disruptor. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm not a disruptor. I just understand that when I'm not on this platform, these are the issues that I have to worry about. For so sure. while I'm on this platform, I'm going to let people know that I have this issue. And the mm-hmm. same people... I, I like the, the sentiment that athletes carry when they say, the same people who cheer for me when I'm scoring these points yes. should also be concerned for me when I tell you that I'm worried about something. Yeah. And uh, that's something that was close to his heart that he had said is that you're going to watch me entertain, entertain, entertain. And now that I'm off the court and trying to display something that means something to me, are you still going to support me? Right. That's a valid point. Yeah. 
They touched on the whole 24-hour-a-day media, which was really cool. I blame mm. the media for a solid 60 to 65% of the like the stuff that we don't like as fans. Yeah. You can blame the media for yeah, most of it. Yeah, easily. Uh, for sure, it's a TMZ type of era right now, man. Everyone's trying to get these clickbait type of things, just like how we found out about this podcast. You know what I mean? But, yeah, uh, and you, you miss a lot of stuff, too. Cause oh, you, yeah. Or you get numb to the clickbait and you don't mm-hmm. want to. You're right. You, you don't, don't want even want to entertain it. Yeah. Um, one thing that made me really smile was uh, hearing him talk about Kobe. How, how did you feel about that? Because I know Kobe's got to be, I think, is he your favorite athlete? Um, I know you're a Laker fan, so he's close to your heart. Yeah, I don't know if I would say athlete, uh-huh. but definitely my favorite basketball player. But it was it's cool to know that like somebody so it's cool to see the people who listened to Kobe and right. the people who actually took his tutelage and right. applied it to themselves. It's cool to see what happened to them. For sure. And the people who just kind of took it for granted. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was dope the first person he called when he won a championship. Right. And apparently Kobe doesn't like FaceTiming. And that was an interesting yeah, thought, man. Yeah. Kobe doesn't like to FaceTime. <laughs> and him and Gigi answer, I thought that was such a cool yeah. I was I was smiling, man. I was cheesing when I was just, just hearing For him. Sure. You can tell that just Kobe was just that father figure to him or big bro, you know what I mean, whenever yeah. he brings him up. Yeah. Especially um, when he talked about, uh, I think it was the 20, before the 2012 Olympics. No, it might have been 2009 Olympics and how he was rehearsing. Kyrie Irving's rehearsing with himself. I'm going to ask Kobe to play me one-on-one. But the way I got to go about it is I got to be like, Kobe, I can, t- like, he had to go about it at, with a... Practicing the line. Yeah. Going over <laughs> it like you don't want to sound like you were practicing. Right, like, right. He's looking at himself. Like, you know I can beat you on these ones, man. Like, you know we got to play. Yeah. But. And apparently they're going to play for 50 reps. So Kobe, like, uh, Kyrie goes, if Kobe thought he could have washed me, he would have laced his shoes up right then and there. But he didn't. He was like, he respected me. He saw me my rookie of the year. And uh, they were supposed Who are you to... taking? At what? How old was Kobe at that time? I mean, Kobe had... 2009. I don't know how old he was. I'm going to I'm gonna take Kobe just off of the experience and finesse he has. But Kyrie's got that ball, he, the way he dribbles. And he was super young at the time. He wasn't even in his prime yet. I got to go Kobe just off the... Off the ex- the years and experience of just him playing ball, I love Kobe Bryant to death. Kobe Bryant is my favorite player. Uh huh. Two thousand nine, Kobe. Two thousand nine, Kobe. Is... Yeah, he was still it. See, two thousand nine, Kobe was before he got hurt. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Kobe would have Kobe would have mopped. Kyrie Irving's not beating Kobe. Nah, Bryant. nah. Yeah, Kobe would have mopped him. Let's get real. And uh, they went at it a little bit in five-on-fives in that Olympic practice. I remember always seeing YouTube snippets, but it was never... Uh, I love those clips. I love One those clips. One of my clips. favorite clips is... Bro, I didn't know it was a game until I heard this podcast. But, like, there's the clip Oh, I didn't know this either. Kyrie this Irving coming down court, and he's being pressed by mm. it. all of your favorite players. Yes. Like, you could just summarize it like that. James Harden gets moved. And he's putting them in a Paul blender. Paul George gets, get, gets put in the mix. Yeah. Like, he's... Just, ah, move, excuse me, spin move. Mm-hmm. And, like, KD even, like, talks about it. He's like, no, nah, I thought I had that swipe. Because you see he's, like, the last person to try yep. to reach for the ball. That's a game. And Kyrie Irving's doing that to oh, your yeah. favorite Hooper. Oh, yeah. Bro, you got to st- man, stop listening to ESPN. Respect that guy. Yeah, you got to give him, yeah, most definitely. 
for sure, man. Uh, one one other gem I heard with that is uh, he commented on KD joining the Warriors, and he was saying, when you join a team with some some guys with some superpower behind you, that just takes less miles off your uh, off your feet. You know what I mean? And I get to thinking, is that maybe why Kyrie wanted to team up with KD? I feel like Kyrie's usage in Boston was just. He couldn't. He he couldn't hold up over there. You know what I mean for what they needed him for there. Maybe. I mean, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals with him hurt, and then a year later, they just weren't clicking. I mean, I guess I just they talked about that in the podcast too, how he kind of came in like, well, as the guy with the championship ring, right? We should try it this way. It's like, you know, shut the fuck up. Yeah, but I don't think you can come at professionals like that coaches have that problem all the time not understanding how to speak to professional ball players yeah but i don't know it's i agree with the point that he made about surrounding yourself with greatness and still existing mm-hmm. that's my biggest point because like i hate when i hear people say none of katie's rings are valid get out of here i know he won finals MVP. Oh, yeah. And so he was not, chewing. I was the best here. player on this team. Right. Like, I agree. I don't know. I'm a huge Kevin Durant fan, so I might be biased. But I do think it speaks to something to join a team that just won 73 games mm-hmm. and be the best player on that right. team. Right. Finals MVP the next year. When the point guard just won back-to-back MVPs. Right. Final MVP. Like, come on. It's not like he was joining the team and he was, a th- he was third wheel in it. They didn't need you, and you joined the team and became the best player. Yeah. Come on, how are yeah. his championships not valid? I don't side with that argument. So uh, I was scrolling on Instagram the other day, and uh, I came across this gem about Russell Wilson. More gems about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, man. So in 2019, so uh, his QB deal he signed was a four-year, 140. Uh, I'm not even sure where that comps compared to right now with uh, what guys are getting paid. But anyways, what I thought was cool is uh, he gifted 13 offensive linemen. So I'm saying, what is that? That's All of them. That's Yeah, legitimately all of them. So second string, even some third string guys. He gifted them uh, $12,000 worth of Amazon stock in April of 2019. So me, I'm like, all right, well, let me start digging in. And uh, the stock right now is worth $31.50 a share. And uh, like I said, in April when Russ bought those stocks, it was uh, $18.50 a share. So within that 18 months... That's grown 58%. So could you imagine just your quarterback just gifting you something like that? Is just is that just something you put aside like for the kids? You know what I mean? Is that just some some quick bread you cash out? What would you do with it? So if you if you're ever gifted stock, mm-hmm. ideally you don't want to just sell it first. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, why not just and especially something like Amazon. See the funny thing, like Americans don't understand money. Uh huh. And our entire society is built off of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Like, so like Sean just said, in April twenty April of 2019, Wilson bought a stock that was worth $1,800. Mm-hmm. What is that? April to October. It's, uh, it's 18 months. 18 months later. Uh-huh. It's close to being double that now. 58%. Yeah. In 18 months. So you can't, like, I don't know. You, you don't sell the stock is the point of what I'm trying to say. Right, for sure. You got to keep it. Amazon, any, the companies that seem to be taking over the world, 
Legitimately. You want to keep... Stock is your ownership in that company. Mm-hmm. Like, just the most simplistic version of it. You're owning a very, very, very small part, but you're owning a part of Amazon. Yeah, that's a stake in the company. You know, if you haven't been living under a rock, Amazon is probably down the street from you by now. Right, and you haven't even for sure. It. They put that building up so fast on Morgan Road. Have you seen it? Yeah, Liverpool, New York has. Yeah, oh, my, It looks like a big-ass Amazon package. My goodness. I look over. I, I swear, man, Amazon is not playing games. So if you're not from here, they sold a golf course in central New York to Amazon for Amazon to have enough space to just have a warehouse facility. Mm-hmm. And it's by it's near the school that I coach basketball at, so I drive by it occasionally, and it's it's just a massive facility. Like you look at it, and it's like they're just they're make, they're printing money in there. Yeah, that's they're, the only thing they could be doing with that space. I can't even imagine the money that they're bringing to uh, Central New York, but I mean, I'm excited about it just from a simple job standpoint, uh, traffic standpoint. I mean, just pumping some money back into the Central New York community. Uh, we both had parents. Yeah. We both had parents that worked for uh, Chrysler, and so I mean, once they left, a lot of jo- a lot of jobs left, and uh, a lot of people who lived off the like the later industrial money that mm-hmm. the, com- the country used to have, pretty much before the car companies died and went out of business, there were millions and millions of families who ate off of those profits. Oh yeah, so it's it's a it's a step in the right direction. So you know you got to watch those. Watch your politicians and see what industries they're pushing forward and look at what's actually happening around you. Thank you. That's all you can say. Thank you. We're not a political podcast. We're never going to get into that stuff. We are not. But you got to pay attention to what's happening around you. Locally. Let me emphasize on that. Regionally, locally. Look around what's around you. But uh, some other teammate guests. So, yeah, we started digging. I thought this was cool. There were a (laughs) lot of other. So... We looked into what other athletes had gifted their teammates just random stuff out of appreciation and the stuff we came up with. Carson Wentz bought his offensive line Berettas. That's hard. I don't know if it's really necessary, but um, I thought so. I looked at the, the whole list here that we printed out. I thought the hardest one was Tom Brady. Yeah, he he, so he bought his whole O line Audi. Seven. That's tough. Even if it was the base model. Oh yeah, you can get yeah that's you bread. You can the give Q7, me the seven. That's the biggest one. Yeah, you can give me the stick shift with the roll down windows. I'd be happy with it, man. You know what I laughed at? <laughs> What's so, that? I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but it's kind of funny. But Todd Gurley and Jared Goff split it. Huh? And they bought, <laughs> <laughs> right. So like, if I don't know, Jared Goff. And Todd Gurley, they bought their offensive lineman Polaris Rangers. Are those the four by fours? Yeah. The oh, four, okay. They, those are dope, though. They're like little buggies, and yeah. they have side by side seating in them. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's pretty. That was. I thought it was funny that they had to split that. Aaron Rodgers, come on, come on, man. Sixty-five inch Samsungs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just playing. I mean, any gifts, dope. To any but for sixty-five lineman. inches, you're only. Three grand, right? That's what I'm saying. Come on, man. Tom Brady bought Audis, fam. So as I was levels to this, there is levels to this. Goat Brady. Um, but I was looking into random gifts that teammates have given other teammates. 
So when Michael Jordan went to the Birmingham Barons, he bought the team bus. He said, this bus we have now just ain't it, man. And he bought a new bus for the squad. That's wild. That's a power move. Shout out MJ, man. John Wall bought everybody on the Washington Wizards. So the Washington Wizards had to play a Christmas game and his way of making it up to his teammates because they couldn't spend those days with their family was getting everybody $40,000 Rolexes. $40,000 Rolexes. 40 racks on the watch. So, I mean, for I... For all 13 of my teammates. Sheesh. Coach get one too, or...? That's a good question. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo looked out for his coaches. He got everybody $10,000 watches, and then he got all the coaches... So, I didn't know Real Madrid has 50 coaches on staff. So, think about how big of a deal football is overseas. How many support staff? 50 coaches? I mean, support staff alone. 50. And video, trainers. Y- yeah. I think a lot. Uh, Did the water boy get a get an iPad Pro? <laughs> he should. That's fire. <laughs> But they, these are all guys who are getting paid. Like John Wall got paid. Aaron Rodgers got paid. Tom Brady. Adrian Peterson, he bought the Minnesota Viking linemen Arctic Cat snowmobiles, snowmobiles with their numbers on them. Which is valid. I mean, you're living in Minnesota. You're ripping on that snowmobile probably three or four times a week. Before the season's over. Yeah, no doubt. That's cool, man. If you got – if – when you <laughs> get that, bread, yeah. look out for your teammates, bro. For sure. So uh, to shift uh, the energy a little bit. You got to look out for yourself. As we can say. Um, So I want to just put together a Motivation Monday piece uh, with my business, SE Visuals. I do a Wisdom Wednesday piece. And uh, so with this going forward, I'd like to be a little uh, intrinsic uh, and just talking about bettering yourself. You know what I mean? Mentally, physically. I'm with that. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, shout out to the word intrinsic, intrinsic. And, uh, so shout out to uh Nipsey hustle. Unfortunately, it took him. Pa- in peace, Nipsey hustle. It took him passing for me to really start digging into his work. You and the rest of the world facts. And, uh, I came aqua- across an interview. Mind you, I just, I watched hundreds of interviews, yeah. I would say over time. And, uh, I came across this quote. So, uh, this quote from him is you lay in the bed, you make, you're not going to get away with nothing in terms of the energy. The energy is always going to return to you. So when you're living in a cycle of being negative all day, and that's the only energy you give out, that's going to return to you in a different form than when you put it out in. And I just feel like that's so valid. I go about my day as positive vibes. And later on, I mean, maybe things aren't, aren't going right for you right then and there. But I'm yeah. telling you, you can make someone else's day and then maybe it comes back around to you. A year later, six months later, who knows? But just just put forth positive vibes and not bad energy, man. You don't want to be a hater. And it's hard for people to be negative towards you if you're right. giving out positivity. Yeah. You want to know? So a funny story. I'm going to Taco Bell the mm-hmm. other night, and so I'm in, I'm in the drive-through at Taco Bell. Shout out to COVID. You can't go in anywhere anymore. No, they got that but, contact. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in the drive-thru line, and it's the most positive. Like, it's beyond the, thank you, have a nice day. I was like, how are you today? Uh-huh. And I was like, thank you for asking, but I just want a chalupa. But she was <laughs> mad energetic, mad friendly. Then I get to the window, 
And the dude who works there, probably 16 or 17, but he's, like, got that same energy. And um, I mentioned it to him. I was like, you guys are really positive. And you see how that rubs off on you? Yeah. You know man, what I he mean? Was, he was like, man, if you're not giving out positivity, you're a part of the problem. And this is during and COVID. Just, Shout out to me. Taco Bell staff, man. I don't know if all Taco Bell staff <laughs> is well, that, giving it up like that. Yeah. But, uh, but nah, it was just, you're right. It rubs off on you. It becomes... It becomes something that you can share. Positivity is something that you can share. It's all about the energy that you give up. For sure. And, I mean, a big thing with me right now is that if I can help out somebody um, and it's not that big of a deal to me, it can mean the world to somebody else. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, whenever I see a homeless guy every single day, same dude, I'll throw him a couple bucks. Why not? That $2 means so much more to him than it could ever mean to me. Yeah. What's $2 to me? You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, just uh, channel your energy, um, positive vibes, man. Bring positive things. For sure. Pay it forward. Mm -hmm. Like the corny movie with Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> but there's, there's definitely a point to it. Because that's one of the things that you can... That's one of the things that you can control about yourself is how you treat others exactly. and how you... How you speak to people and how you carry yourself for so sure it's all about just taking the opportunity to control the things that you can control yeah i mean control the controllables so i mean you doing that uh spiritually and about the energy is one thing but transitioning into yourself i mean you got to want better for yourself and it, it sounds crazy but uh, i know a lot of people that are in a hole mentally right now like covid like ruined a lot of personal for like i have rightfully of, so man rightfully like you so, gotta 100%. think life is life is life, different life is different right now like parents parents have kids to enjoy the experience of raising children mm -hmm. but doing your kids schoolwork with them that's not a part of it no, a lot of people like a lot of people are now teachers yeah. on the side. And that's not something... you got to help your kid remotely. That's not something they signed up for. That's Their tax dollars are going to... It's, it's tough, man. And that's just all unexpected. I mean, I just... I feel for It's the nobody's fault. No, it's nobody's it's, fault whatsoever. That's what we're stuck So, with. Um, just talking to a friend, he's telling me about how he's just tired. He's not motivated. So, um, I'm big on... I'm big on a lot of things. I'm big on water consumption. I got a Yeti jug here. I carry it with me everywhere. This bad boy, 66 Yeti ounces. Yeti is not a sponsor of this podcast. It is not, but there's a sticker. 66 ounces. Um, so I drink two of these a day. 66 ounces. Um, equals a little over a gallon. And I ask him, how much water are you drinking, man? He goes, two water bottles a day. Yo, the questions that you're hitting people with are sick. I know they're sick. <laughs> I, I'm a different cat, bro. When how people much talk water? <laughs> Yo. Right, he's telling me about how stressed he is. I'm like, Yo, how much water are you drinking, bro? How much water are you drinking? I'm telling you, all this little no, stuff. Nigga, that's personal. You don't need to know that. <laughs> all this little stuff adds up. I'm telling you, you need half your body weight in ounces of water. You weigh 200 pounds, get 100 ounces of water in you, do it for four weeks, and come back to me. I, I'm telling you, you'll sleep better, you'll feel better, your skin will even look better. That's just the type of dude I am, though. And then, so I hit him with... Hey, man, you taking a multivitamin? He's like, dude, are you my doctor or are you my friend? I'm like, I mean, I guess at this point I'm both. You're asking a hella personal question. I know, man. Uh, another one is uh, just your daily movement. If you're not moving around enough, um, 10,000 steps a day is is the goal. 
It's not um, a bad goal. No, it's not bad. If you don't, if you can't afford a smartwatch, I don't blame you. But don't make an excuse either. You can get a pedometer at a Walmart for five dollars. It's a little piece that literally will track how many how many steps you're. If you don't need the other thousand things that an Apple Watch does, just yeah. get the one. Literally, yeah, just get the one. Um, and then uh, just that last thing, I go, what What are you watching? Like, what are you uh, consuming every single day? And that's a good point. Yeah, and uh, there's a quote I read. I'm big into reading about positivity. Uh, keeping keeping a, the right attitude towards things, and if you're consuming too much and you're not uh, producing enough, your mind is just gonna go crazy. You're sitting there scrolling on Facebook all day, you're looking at Instagram all day, but you're not doing anything. Right. After the fact, you're just gonna go crazy. So, um, yeah, just get off the social media and all the toxic stuff, and uh, pick up pick up just some like some self-help books i'm big on uh james clear's uh, atomic habits i'm not sure if you've ever heard of that nah you got to get in on that james clear man he drops a newsletter every thursday called uh 321 and he drops uh it's three quotes that he likes two of his thoughts and then one quote for you to think about like going into the next week gotcha yeah so uh yeah i'm just huge on positivity uh, keeping the right attitude towards things and then just controlling what you can control, bro. I think that's important today mm-hmm. more than ever because of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like you, you hear about it, you read it, you see it. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not something that you're necessarily seeing as negative, somebody is and you're hearing their opinion about it. Like the biggest thing that I see right now is just people not understanding that everybody's not the same yeah 100 percent. if i can summarize it like that without yeah. getting into specifics yep everybody's different you live in a different place than the next person mm-hmm. you grew up in a different manner than the next person but it's not a reason to attack somebody right for sure so you just got to think about what you're doing and what it the effects that it has on others yeah and just a big thing and i like you were saying Everybody comes from different avenues. You go through different things. I'll never hold that against anybody, but you got to hold yourself accountable at some point. For sure. You know what I mean? The excuses got to stop at some point, and you just got to care about yourself a little more. But, uh, yeah, so that's just my little little Monday motivation tidbit. Sorry, I went yeah. on a little rant there, man. No, that's... I just get, I get super juiced up and just worked up. I just want everybody around me to... To just be better, you know what I mean? Feel good about it. Because themselves. Americans don't value mental health. Yes. We talk about it yes. and we'll use it as an excuse, mm-hmm. but we don't value it. And mm-hmm. you can kind of see it in how our dailies are built and how our careers are structured and what society looks like. Like if you think about what our problems are or mm-hmm. what our biggest opportunities are as a society, as Americans, it you know, you can point most of it back to well-being and mindfulness and right. whether or not we take care of that stuff. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, the stigma behind a male um, just kind of talking from the heart as well is just negative. You know what I mean? Oh, he's soft. Oh, you know what I, you know what I mean? We got to get rid of that, man. And, Fuck uh, out of here. But the, <laughs> the funny thing is, though, that's how it's always been. Oh, no so doubt. No doubt. Weird. Weird. You got to be Switch cool. Up. You got to be cool with being in your own skin, man. And my friends can mess around with me and call me a softie and 
it's just because I care about everybody in my circle. To be honest, I just want everybody to eat. You know what I mean? I don't want to be the only one sitting there up top. Shout out to the female perspective on the pod. <laughs> no, um, but um, a big thing that's been happening in Central New York that yeah. I wasn't even as hip on. Yeah, I was putting you on game, man. Yeah. So have you heard about American High? No. No. I'm not gonna be immature about it. No, nah. I haven't. All right. So American High, this film film producer Jeremy Garlick, he bought uh, an old school. I believe it was called the Zog in Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, it was the Zog. Shout so, out Zog. Yep. Yeah, shout out Zog. So, anyways, he bought this school and he's he turned it into a film studio. Um, he's primarily famous uh, for the movie producing the movie The Wedding Ringer uh, with Kevin Hart, which is essentially, we're going to say it, it's Hitch, but Kevin Hart is Will Smith. Do you remember that movie by any means? <laughs> Probably yeah, not. I love Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is my guy. But if you picture, if you position something to me as Hitch, but Kevin Hart is Will Smith. I'm telling you, you watch The Wedding Ringer and tell I'm me it's not the same format. The fuck away hey, man. <laughs> Um, anyway. How do you replace Will Smith? Yo, you can't replace Will Smith with Kevin Hart in anything. Nah, but... And I love Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> shout I out actually, Kevin Hart. Shout out Kevin Hart. I have a friend of mine who's actually a camera operator for a bunch of the productions that they... For Kevin Hart? For uh, American High. and So uh, American High is... A film company, it's a film, a film yeah. studio. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, it's a film, a whole film production company. So uh, they primarily specialize in these like high school comedy uh, type films. Okay, which, which is quite the niche. I um, know big time adolescents. Yeah, that was done there. So they, if for people that don't know, they signed an exclusive Hulu deal, which is kind of a big deal for something coming out of Syracuse, New York. Exclusive Hulu deal. So yeah, they dropped big time adolescents. Um, if you're not from the area, uh, Pete Davidson and Machine Gun Kelly uh, are the big stars of that film. I don't know if anyone heard about Pete Davidson wiling <laughs> out at 3 a.m. getting pulled over near uh, Wegmans and Manlius. Nah. No, nah, you didn't hear about that? No. No, uh, apparently they had like uh, a bunch of pot on them. And, oh, yeah, they got pulled over. So they were being movies. Oh, stars, yeah, they were just actors. being movie stars. I, I heard Pete Davidson is actually a really nice dude. For what everyone else thinks about, so he. I don't want to sound like a hater. He clowned on Syracuse because he got pulled over. Like he talked some wild. Bro, because you're a fucking degenerate, no, fam. Yeah. Don't blame Syracuse because you're riding around with an ounce of weed right. in your car at like right. three in the morning. But uh. Cool, Pete Davidson. T- true. <laughs> Shout out to you. But um. Shout out to Ariana Grande. Oh man, but <laughs> anyways. <laughs> Uh, a dope thing about Big Time Adolescence, I, I peeped. I'm not going to ruin it for you guys, but the shots around Central New York, uh, super nostalgic. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a scene in the media play Northern Lights parking lot, um, which is super nostalgic to me. Uh, they're at the bar Nibsies, I believe, uh, downtown. And uh, they do a good job with uh, just incorporating Central New York uh, inside the flick. Where's Jeremy Garlick from? I believe he's from out west. I believe he's from California, like Hollywood. That's so area. crazy. Yeah, like how he would choose Syracuse. Why? Yeah. Yeah. You got to get him on. Yeah, we should get him on. Shout the out pod. Jeremy Garlick. Come mess with us, man. So we got the, questions for you, bro. We, we do have questions for you. And you got to check in, fam. <laughs> yeah, before you claim the city, you got to check in. Before you start shooting movies out here, cuz. 
You gotta check in. Second, uh, second flick they put out was called the binge. Have you heard of the binge? No. So this is kind of crazy. So it's like the purge, where everything's legal, but it's every drug is legal. So it's like the prohibition. So only drugs. Are yeah, legal. only yeah, like every drug is just openly consumable, and uh, that's starring Vince Vaughn. Uh, it, right. Yeah, it's starring Vince Vaughn. It gave off like super bad vibes. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna ruin it by any means, but check it out, man. For just being around the, the area, I like Vince Vaughn. Yeah, and uh, the parkways on it. There's, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, there's a guy. huge scene on the parkway, uh, Onondaga Parkway. So that means Vince Vaughn was moving around here. At one yeah, point. he was moving and shaking around here. I just think it's dope that uh, Syracuse is doing some stuff. You know what I mean? For sure. Gotta so, love yeah, that's American City. High, man. Check that stuff out on Hulu if you haven't yet. So American High is the company, mm-hmm. and they keep putting out stuff. That's yep. dope. Yeah. I mess with anything in the in the entertainment realm not being in Hollywood. Like Facts. Tyler Perry has like I don't know if you know this, Tyler Perry has a full fledged studio complex mm-hmm. in Atlanta, Georgia. I did not know. And he that. owns it. Really? So like I don't if you've never been to a movie studio, this isn't gonna mean anything, but to have an entire movie stage and multiple sets and like the facility and the land to house it all. That must be huge. Yeah, and he owns it. It's his. And it's all his. Wow. Shout out to And I Perry. hate Medea. I was say, all those Medea movies, man. Yeah. Giving him some bread to move around like that. Bro, I, Tyler Perry's up there for me. Like, Spike Lee's up there. Tyler Perry's up there. John Singleton's up there. Like, there's some black directors in Hollywood that do things the right way. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, John Singleton. There's... Tyler Perry is definitely one of them. Yeah, you'll have to love. So put anybody me on spreading game. entertainment away from, not to say away from Hollywood, but America's a big place. Yeah, other places can eat too. You know what I mean? Doesn't have to sure. be in Hollywood. Different side of media, though. What music you've been messing with? Um. So what mu- music I've been messing with? I know uh, that Savage Mode Two was coming. Twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one was coming out uh, the day before we uh, recorded the pod last week. So the day before, so it was already out when we the recorded. Day after. Oh, okay. The pod last week. So I've been. Uh, I threw that in the rotation. Uh, to me personally, uh, the beats are hard. It, it's it's Atlanta rap, but to me, it just doesn't have any replay value to me. I'm I'm not gonna play it back. And then in two months on the road, I'm not going to play anything off that. You're wild. Hey, man, that's just my opinion. (laughs) None at all. Maybe. Okay. All right. Sidebar. Morgan Freeman's narrating this whole album, which is fire. fire. Snitches and rats. When you got Morgan Freeman defining (laughs) what a snitch. Morgan Freeman defines what a snitch is. And what a rat is. And what a pedestrian is. (laughs) So for people who don't live that life, who tattle, aren't snitches. But if you claim to live that life, bro, that's. That was wild, dude. That's what I thought was wild. So when are we gonna, st- <laughs> when are we gonna start giving Twenty One credit for these albums? That, that creativity that was put into that album. I'm not trying to discount it, but I love the premise of it. But I just, I'm not really. So the thing that gets me so excited about it is the fact that these are good. These are classically good projects. Yeah. Metro Boomin didn't mm-hmm. give him sixteen of the same thing. Facts. The production was elite. Like, what a time to be alive was hard, but for the most part, you were getting the same bops on a lot of right, songs. Right. He gave him like the track where Drake's name dropping SZA uh-huh. 
uh, Mr. Right Now. He was on his sly shit. Like, he was trying to be slick on that uh, 21 was. I respect it. He was hey, when are we going to start day. calling out Drake for snitching on the joints that he's been with? I think it's suspect that he does that all the time. Don't you? Like, Courtney from Hooter on Peachtree? Like, she didn't deserve that, man. <laughs> or is it? Or is he bigging them up? SZA didn't care. She was like, nah, nah it was, was cool. 09. Yeah, the only thing she had to clarify is that she was, it was 09. Like, she was 18. She, it was straight, because everyone was just giving Drake flack about her being 17 and 08. How we, old was he in 08? I think he was, like, 21, 22. I don't care either way. Yeah, like, I don't know. People are weird. In your spare time, like, why are you, like, searching all that up and, like, I don't know. People, it's the internet, People fam. move funky, bro. The internet's a crazy place, but no, Savage Mode 2 was better than the first one. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. For sure it was. What is it with the the better producers have been getting busy over COVID? Yeah, they've been getting busy. If if your favorite producer hasn't done anything over this last seven, eight months, your favorite producer might not be that good. And you know what it is, right? It's uh, these artists maybe having a little bit more time, not touring around as much. You know what I mean? They're probably hitting their uh, their producers up, trying to work, just trying to put some projects forth and uh, get them on those streaming services and get a little bit of money in their pocket. Yeah, I don't know the motivation behind it, but I appreciate yeah. the work. Like Hit Boy oh my. got a whole Nas project off. 21 and Metro is fire. Like I, I just sent you that. Did I send you that DM today? A hit boy working with uh, Benny the Butcher and Big yes, Sean. Yes. Yes. Benny the Butcher. Shout out Buffalo. Uh, Griselda. I still have to listen to Detroit too. Oh my goodness. What are you doing? Can I be honest with you guys? Yes. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm probably not going to listen to that shit. I'm not even going to hold That's you. wild to me. I'm not. For someone who is that into Big Sean, man, you're not gonna give him so, that respect. <laughs> so you want me to get more into my? I'm so. Oh man. <laughs> I can safely say mm. anything after Dark Sky Paradise, I'm good on. So I decided, and that was it. Okay, so anything after the first Detroit, I'm good on. Uh, oh, okay. All right. But you got, I don't know, I'm not going to, like, plead for you to listen to this project, but, I mean, it's Detroit 2, it's Detroit sequel. I guess. But I'm not, I don't know, like, as somebody who's, like, and me and you, so, throwback, 10 years ago? Was it 10 years ago? Uh, it's, Yeah, it was 10 years 11 ago. 11 years, no, 10 years ago. Yeah. Sean and I, when Big, when Finally Famous Volume 3 came out, Boy. Big, Sean did, <laughs> Big Sean did a college tour, and we went and saw him at Syracuse University, and we got to chop it up with him afterwards. We have a picture together. I'll put that on the IG. Me and Sean 11 years ago. Looking super <laughs> young. That was but, dope that the show was so low-key. He literally goes... Super low key. Less than when I tell you, I saw Big Sean in a room of less than sixty people. Couldn't have been fifty people in that room. I told a friend of mine, I go, I saw Big Sean at Shine uh, up at Syracuse University with thirty people in their room. And he goes thirty and looks at me like I'm bullshitting. Like if any- fam, there w- like if you had fifty, we were a fire hazard in there. If anyone knows, you know me, they don't play around. Up I don't. There. I don't bullshit, bro. There was thirty people in there to watch Big Sean, and that was it. Yeah, Donis was up there. Shout out to Donis. Donis, man. Donis is <laughs> Donis was one of my picks mm-hmm. that didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. Shout he was out a, he was a double XL freshman. 
he was somebody who knew how to use his production, but wasn't really like putting music out like that. Right. But no, nah, it was Big Sean. Donis was his opener, so that should have been red flag number one for me. But he, um, yeah, facts. But Big Sean, like, there was a time when I would have argued Big Sean over everybody else in his class. Oh yeah, I remember. And then it got to a point where everybody caught up to him, in my opinion. Because, like, I wasn't as big on Drake as I was on Big Sean. Right. I wasn't as big on uh, J. Cole. I didn't even know who Kendrick was at the time. Nah, Kenny wasn't in. He wasn't in the combo yet. No, like, I was late on Overly Dedicated. But, mm-hmm. like, I watched everybody catch up to Sean. And then, in my opinion, I watched everybody pass He got him. lapped. And, like, you can blame label situations, but, like, Wale has had the worst label situations out of everybody in that class. Mm. And I I would never put Big Sean over Wale. Right. So, for me, like, and I don't, this is, I, this is why I said I'm going to sound like a hater, but, like, Big Sean, to me, he didn't pan out. He was that guy in college who brought his team to the Final Four, and he averaged 25. And then he got to the pros and lasted three seasons. Sheesh. And I'm, I mean, you're – damn. I mean, that's tough. But it's almost like I'm – I like Big Sean because of that that moment we had. So I'm super biased. You know what I mean? Like when we were in that concert. But we had it with all of them, fam. Yeah, facts. Well, Oh, you mean the specifically meeting him? Yeah, and like, meeting him and how cool he was. Yeah. But uh, you're right. I mean – he kind of needs a, a feature in order for a track to And this snap. album could be it for him. Honestly, if this was his last album, I wouldn't blame him because this shit snaps, man. I'm telling you, just give it one run. All your favorite artists are sick and tired of your shit on social media. Yeah. If you haven't noticed that Rihanna hasn't put out an album in I don't know how many years. Mm-hmm. Drake only puts out an album when y'all start beating up his mentions. Yep. Like, a lot of our favorite artists are sick of the social media and, like, the the lack of appreciation for the artistic process. Well, think about how much time it takes to put into an album and then someone will listen to it one time and, and just call it trash. some 13-year-old on Twitter will go, that's trash. That's I trash. like sicko mode better. Right. Or you're calling uh, some whack album a classic. Like, that's my whole thing is everyone saying, shouting out classic. So I coach high school basketball. Oh, right. So I get to hear about what 16-year-olds think all fucking day. All right, you're hip, you're hip. <laughs> so, but the funny thing is, that's how you find the dope no, stuff, Oh, too. yeah, for sure. I work in college athletics, so, like, I'm around 18, 19-year-old kids. Kind of yeah. the same deal, you know what yeah. I mean? They so keep, you hear, they keep like, me young. younger people know what the, what's, what's the best thing that's coming. Like, what's I on the way up? I wouldn't have been on Corday if it weren't for my JV basketball team. Facts. I wouldn't have been on... Little TJ was big with Q's. I didn't get on that. I wasn't um, like NBA young boy. Mm-hmm. Would not have listened to young boy if I wasn't coaching basketball at the age group that I was coaching. Right. But young boy is like, he makes good music. Right. Like Polo, we had an argument today about like top five. Like I'll say who's in your top five mm-hmm. and like just make them list five rappers. Not like holding them to it or oh, nothing. Polo like, G. Polo G comes up in. Everybody's and all top. the young heads, yeah, you're right. All the young heads think he is so. Just like, like, if I didn't lyri- already know, lyricist. <laughs> but but no, shout out Polo G. Shout but if I didn't G. know who Polo G was, or if I wasn't already up on it, 
that would have been me going, all right, if all of y'all are listening to him, right. I got to give it a look because that's what's got everybody's attention right now. And I listened to his last album. Shit, yeah. go, shit goes hard. Shout out Polo G. If you don't, shit if goes hard. Stop being an old head. Be I'm a little more open. And if I can listen Same. to Polo G. Yeah. But it's not, I understand the process of aging out of it. Yeah. But at the same time, future taught me I'll never age out of this shit. Mm. Ever. I'll be that 60-year-old dude still bopping. Right. I'm always going to have an ear to hip-hop. Um, this is a sidebar I was thinking about all day today. That mm. uh, is that my first, my first music, uh, so back when I was younger, was the first cassette tape I ever had. So this is before CDs, MP3s. First uh, first cassette tape I ever had was Coolio's Gangster's Paradise. It was the explicit edition. I was so hyped. Coolio dropped the F-bomb in Gangster's Paradise. I thought that was the hardest thing ever having that in my Walkman. And uh, just going back then to like thinking about what were your uh, your first artists that you listened to like when you were just a youngin? Like LL Cool J? Was he, was he one of your guys or... Yeah, so for me, like, my brother, my older cousins, anybody who has an older sibling, so, like, uh, your younger brothers, right. listen in the fire. If you oh, had yeah. older cousins or older brothers or I older didn't. siblings who can put you on to stuff, it's a, it's a whole different thing. So, uh-huh. like, for me, like, I was listening to Cannabis at seven. Really? I was listening to, like, Nas... But like in the nineties, right. as a seven year old, when it was hip, I'm listening. It ain't hard to tell. Like, <laughs> if I ruled the world, that was my favorite song Yo, as a kid. That was Eric Sermon and Red Man and Method Man, like Wu Tang, bro. That later nineties era, not the so the middle nineties gets yeah. a ton of credit, but yeah. like people sleep on like even after Wu Tang, like, um. Flip Mode Squad, like Method Man, uh, Busta Rhymes in the Flip Mode Squad, Method Man and Red Man when they came together. Method Man and Red Man when they came together, tough. Bro, the Rockwilders top five. Yeah, yeah. I love love that I I brought this up because I knew you would like, Yeah, I knew you would eat it up. So So what I was listening to is much cooler than what I brought upon myself. So like the first. Right, 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 right. The first cassette. The first cassette I had was uh, Naughty by Nature. I was, I was gonna bring up Naughty by Nature. My and I got it for free at an event in uh, DC that Naughty by Nature was at. Yeah, Naughty by Nature it was, was a promo it, tape. You know what OPP? All it had on it was OPP. OPP. It was a single. And Hip Hop Hooray. Oh, okay. Those so were the only two. two songs on the cassette, and that's probably the only reason why my mother let me rock out with it. But. The first that was the first cassette I ever had, and then the first piece I ever bought myself was Country Grammar. Country Grammar, tough. At Best Buy. Yeah. So my second cassette tape was the uh, I was obsessed with Space Jam as a youngin. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean MJ to me I didn't even really know MJ at the time. I was I think four or five, but it was all Looney Tunes characters with the basketball mixed in. That Space Jam soundtrack was tough. Basketball Jones on there, or Chris Rock, like I was. <laughs> I was tapped in at an early age. Yo, bro. if you've never listened to Basketball Jones from that movie, go do yourself Listen to a Basketball favor Jones and laugh. That Charles Barkley Comedy. scene? You ain't Charles Barkley. <laughs> Wanna be? 
Be gone. Yo, be that, gone. That girl flamed Charles Barkley. She really did. Charles Barkley looked at her. You're just a wannabe who looks <laughs> like her. Don't tell me I'm a wannabe <laughs> of the person who I actually am, bro. Facts. Shout out the yeah. Monstars, man. Shout out the Monstars. Shout out Shorty with the cornrows in like 96 <laughs> who crossed up Charles Barkley and kicked him off the court. Say, you ain't no Charles Barkley. <laughs> wannabe? <laughs> Be gone. Yo, she fried him. <laughs> she Shout really, out her. She really did. I don't even know who she is. She wasn't, I don't think she was a real, like, ball player. No, no, not at all. But nah, Muggsy Bogues, my, uh, Larry Johnson. Yeah. All them dudes who got their powers stolen. Shout out to y'all. What was the first, um, what was the first project that you bought, like, when you had your own bread or, like, when somebody gave you money? First project I bought. <laughs> it was, uh. It was a 3-6 Mafia album that had I'm Still Fly, uh, uh, uh. Word. I don't know the name of that album, though. That's like, that was later. Yeah, it was later, bro. Okay. I, I didn't, the, like, the first, like, where I had, a, where I had like, some bread to actually go out and buy it. And okay. I think the second might have been Mike Jones, that one-hit wonder yeah. back then with Mike Jones. I don't know if I would disrespect Mike Jones like that and oh. call him a one-hit wonder. What else did he have? Maybe he's more more popular in Atlanta. You know? I was a little more. I was a more Slim Thug chameleon. Slim Thugger, yeah. Slim Thug was nice. Mm-hmm. Rap I, was I, different back then, man. Don't get me started. <laughs> don't fucking get me started. No. Um. What was the song? Still tipping. Still, Still tipping, tipping on four four. Is one of my favorite songs. Absolutely. Still it's a good freestyle beat if you freestyle rap. Still mm-hmm. tipping. I might still know that song by heart. Yeah, if you um, played it right now, we might know the whole thing. I, I for sure do. Mm-hmm. I f- yeah. What's a song that you know by heart that you don't like admitting that you know by heart? Putting me on the spot right now. You hit yep. me with something first. Hmm? You hit me with something first. Let me think. Um, Angel of Mine by Brandy. Angel of Mine by Brandy? Mine's probably like some Backstreet Boys keeping it a buck, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Tell so me I why. Was, <laughs> so you want to know what's funny? What? My man, Tim, shout out Tim. Tim said to me one day when we were like 10, yo, you don't want to, nah, don't listen to NSYNC. And because he said that, never did. Wow. Never did. Really? So like I know bye, 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 but I only know it because of the hook. Right. Because it's literally bye, bye, but, but like. So Tim was Tim was Team Backstreet Boys, man. I don't know what he was, <laughs> I, but I didn't listen to them either. But right. because Tim was like, "No, nah, I don't fuck with that. I didn't fuck with it." Right. That so was shout a, out to Tim. That was a crazy like Britney Spears, like that whole like pop. None of that. That whole pop era, like TRL, was just. Do you remember TRL? Yes, Carson T- Daly, who used to paint his nails, and I didn't understand why. For real? Go look back. I never knew that. Swear to God. Uh, we're gonna transition out of this uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the song. Yo, shout out to Carson Daly. <laughs> But no, so last episode we were talking about new shows that were coming out, and I uh, I brought up the show Song Exploder. Yeah. And I actually wanted to watch the shows that I was recommending to you guys so that I wasn't a hypocritic jerk. And uh, Song Exploder is tough. Like you need to like it's no longer a suggestion. Okay. Go watch it. I'm gonna tap in. The first episode is Alicia Keys, probably top five most impressive human beings ever she goes through the entire process of um 
coming up with the words to a song mm-hmm. and coming up with the melody to a song and getting other people to help you with it. Like, mm. she opens up Pandora's box. Really? And then gives you a fire song at the end of it. So for you to see the product at the end, that's got to be dope. Yeah. So for I wasn't I was expecting to be wowed by her process. Uh-huh. And I was. And then she brought in. I don't know if you're familiar with Sampha. Sounds familiar. He's uh, if you ever heard the, too much by Drake. Yep. He's the person who sings. The oh, word. OK. Don't think about it. Too. He's that yep. guy. Too much is actually his song. Oh, OK. So I never know, knew that. Yeah, so anybody who doesn't know, go look up Sampha, S-A-M-P-H-A. He's a singer, songwriter, producer from the UK. Crazy talented, and his voice is super unique. Like, if you've ever heard uh, Too Much or 4422 by Drake, Mm. that's the singer in those songs. He helps Alicia Keys come up with the concept. Well, he helps her, like make her concept better right she has this concept of you give me life and she had just had a child at the time Mm -hmm. he comes in and adds his perspective because he had just lost his mother at the time really so he's talking about getting life from who she was and what she meant to him and alicia's talking about giving getting life from the life that she just gave. Right. So it was a cool, like juxtaposition of the perspective, but the song is like, I'm a big R and B person. I love rap, love hip hop, love it, love it, love it. But R and B is where I think that love came from. Mm -hmm. So for me to hear that song and to have it, have the meaning explained and then watch the process and then have two of my favorite artists involved in it is, it was a crazy experience. I'm I'm gonna have to peep, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, off her Alicia Keys put out the album Alicia. Mm-hmm. Self titled is that self titled? But it's only her first name. But Three Hour Drive is the name of the song. Okay. But I would say watch the show and then they actually give you like a cool little music video at the end. Oh sweet. But listen to the song if nothing else. Sure, Three yeah. Hour Drive by Alicia Keys featuring Samfa. Alicia Keys is always one of those artists where I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt, like, no matter what. You know what I mean? She might be my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Might be. Yeah. Um, Songs in A minor was fire. Mm -hmm. What was that joint with her and Drake? Um, Uh, I'm ready. Sleeping with a broken heart. Is that what it was? Yeah. She's the queen of giving mm-hmm. uh, obtuse titles to her songs. Yeah. But shout out to Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats. No doubt. And their like seven-year-old son who produces for Kendrick Lamar. What? Yeah. One of the songs on them was produced by Swiss Beats' son. By a seven-year-old. I don't uh, know how old he is. I he was st- like five I, at the time. I got to step my game up. You gotta gotta produce for Kendrick Lamar I don't don't know I gotta do something You're 30 bro Your life is (laughs) shit right now So since we met last uh, The NBA Finals got a little more interesting Yeah And then it went back to what we all thought would happen Yep Did you see Did I see the Heat clawing a game out? Yeah Yeah 
Jimmy Butler's a dog. Come on, man. He's going to get one. He's going to get one game. Uh, Tyler Hero, that game that they won there, did you see his little smirk that he did after he got an and one layup? It it went viral. Mm -mm. Seriously? I'll have to show you. Um, Tyler Hero, dog. And uh, he actually, it was uh, the, so it was game four. Uh, Lakers won 102 to 96, okay? Yep. The spread was seven points, okay? Lakers were up nine. Bron, well, they were up seven. Bron got fouled with about 15 seconds left. Makes both free throws. So they're up nine. They lose six. They're up nine, okay? Hero comes down and hits a contested three with two seconds left on the clock. That means nothing except to Vegas and uh, heat cover. Yeah, spread was seven, heat covered by uh, six. Wow. Wow. Damn. So, Because after the one win, I wouldn't have put any more money on Miami. No, and that's – yeah. I would have put money on Miami. So the way that my brain works, L.A. wins game one. We yep. all know that. I put money on Miami in game two and three right. until they win one. Right. So after game two, I'm not giving them any no, more. No, no. No, it was 2-0, right? It was 2-0. After game three, I'm not giving them any more. No, no. But, and, so shout out to you if you're still betting Miami after game three. You're wild at that point. And shout out to you if you're still betting Miami going forward. I had this shit over in five. Yeah. They're actually playing in the Black Mama jerseys tonight. Tonight or tomorrow? Is it tomorrow? Yeah, I think it's tomorrow. Tonight's Thursday. Yep. They're playing in the Black Mama jerseys tomorrow. which is The Bears be- play tonight. Bears play tonight. They might even be on right already. I think they are. Yep. 820 Eastern. The Bears are playing... Who? They're playing the uh, Tampa Bay. Yo, Tom Brady. Sheesh, Tampa Bay's already up 10 Tom nothing. Brady is that guy. Yeah. Yeah. What are you thinking about... I don't remember what your Super Bowl pick was. My Super Bowl pick was... Uh, I have Green Bay and the... The Green Bay and the Chiefs? Packers Chiefs? I yeah. said Hawks Chiefs, Seahawks Chiefs. Yeah, I, I have Green Bay Chiefs. I think Green Bay is real. You can run the rock in the NFL, you're going to be a problem. I don't trust that. They never play uh, defense. I'm telling you, their defense is real right now. Yeah. But uh, Seattle, I also love how they're playing right now, too. Y'all got to go through Minnesota first. I'm not jacking that. Mm. Um, <laughs> shout out to everybody who roots for the Green Bay Packers. Cheeseheads. Tom Brady's going hams right now. Uh, ten nothing. Yeah, it looks like Mike Evans has a touchdown already. Shout out Mike Evans on my fantasy squad. Um, is this the? Yeah, this is when it starts to get popping in divisional week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panthers, except for the Bucks, who are playing the Bears. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the Panthers play the Falcons. Are the Falcons really about to go zero five? I think so because the Panthers are kind of clicking right now. Uh, what's their record right now? Two and two. They're two and two. I think they've won two games in a row. Teddy Bridge. Um, and not to discount Christian McCaffrey by any means, but maybe since they're not trying to put an emphasis on feeding him so much and he's not playing, maybe they're able to distribute the rock a little more. Yeah, on a two balance ga- it out a little bit yeah. better. Maybe it makes sense. But uh, I could totally see the Falcons going on five. It's just hard to conceive a 
Panthers offense that's better without McCaffrey. Right. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. But uh, last two games, man, I mean, maybe Teddy's just putting him on his back. Well, for the time being. It's true. You, you know, know what how I mean? good your quarterback is until you put the ball in his hands. Yeah. Uh, Bengals, Ravens. Um, Lamar Jackson's not losing again. I think he was embarrassed by the Chiefs. Yeah. And I don't think he lets the Bengals embarrass him again. Yeah, I agree. He's probably going to show out. I don't know what the spreads are to any of these games, but feel free to take any of these picks. Jaguars, Texans. Houston, man. Bill O'Brien, we'll be seeing you. Yeah, so rewind to Bill O'Brien's fighting with J.J. Watt and then getting fired. Not a good look. Shout out to J.J. Watt having more clout than his head coach in the NFL. Facts. I don't know. I think I think being coach and manager in football is difficult. Yep, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Um, and if you don't if you don't approach it from like a like say what you want about Bill Belichick, he's smart with his money. Mm. I don't pay wide receivers that much bread. I don't really like unless you're Gilmore or Revis. Like, unless you're that number one guy, I'm not paying all my corners stupid, bro. No. So, I think if you're not doing it the right way. To give a football coach two full-time jobs is just, like. Stupid. Yeah. And uh, he he drove them into the ground. He traded away uh, their first and second round pick uh, last year for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills. So, Miami right now has Houston's first and second round pick. And Houston hasn't. Has Houston won a game? No. Houston hasn't won a game yet. So Miami could be sitting with a top five pick, and it's not even theirs. <laughs> yeah. They're, no, Bill O'Brien drove them into the ground. Shout out Deshaun Watson. And Waddy signs that contract, poor guy. What are they going to do with him there? What's he going to do there? He's doomed. Uh, yeah, but uh, about your Raiders, man, I was wrong. I told you. I, you were right. I put confidence in you, and at the end of the last episode, you know what? I'll take my Raiders. Man, I don't know I don't know why I thought the Raiders were going to do it. but because they're hurt. Henry yeah. Ruggs stretches the field. If the field isn't stretched, you can't give Darren Waller the ball as yeah. much. I, I did not think and the Bills so were going to travel, and uh, Josh Allen is the real deal. You didn't think that? I didn't think they were going to travel. Like, I didn't – them traveling all the way to Vegas from Buffalo, that's like a, that's about a six-and-a-half, seven-hour flight. I just didn't think they would uh, be locked in. But uh, the Bills are real offensively, defensively. I want to see them take the Patriots on, and I want to see what that outcome will be. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. They haven't played New England. Pats. Yep. Still New England's division. Uh, the Jets are uh, still being the Jets. Chiefs are beating the Raiders. The Raiders are going to be two and three going into the bye. The Chiefs will be five and zero. Oh. Yep. Uh, Cardinals, Jets. Cardinals are taking that. Kyler's about to go nuts. Mm-hmm. Shout out Chandler Jones. <sighs> uh, Eagles, Steelers. What's up with your boys? Eagles, Steelers. So uh, they clawed they clawed together a win last week uh, against the Niners. Garoppolo didn't play. Uh, Niners benched their quarterback uh, mid-game. Uh, it was Nick Mullins for C.J. Beathard. Just an ugly game. Uh, they're playing uh, the Steelers. Steelers' pass defense is elite. Um, so I mean, they're going to be shutting down. They're going to be shutting down all the receivers and playmakers. It's. 
I don't think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be ugly. Shout out Carson Wentz. Don't get hurt. Yeah. Steelers are winning this one. Yeah. Uh, Rams football team. Rams football team. <laughs> the football it's team. Rams versus football versus team. Versus football team. They just benched their second string. Their uh, second string. They just benched their second round uh, pick from two years ago, Dwayne Haskins. Hot take. Shouldn't have fucking taken him in the second round to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so maybe Alex Smith will get another shot in the league, man. Can we? I love Ohio State. Yep. As much as most college football fans. Uh huh. Once you get cl- the closer you get to Ohio, the weirder it gets. <laughs> I'm not like Terrell Pryor, Cardell Jones, Dwayne Haskins. Are we done? Yeah. Yeah. Are we done? Seriously? Braxton Miller? <laughs> Come on. Like, yeah. Enough. The quarterbacks, uh, they got Justin Fields coming out this year. I mean, enough. <laughs> And I watched QB1. Now, I like Justin. You said, I watched QB1. Now we know how KB feels about all Ohio State quarterbacks. What do you want me to say? Come on. You got Bosa. Stud. Hey, Bosa. Michael, stud. Hey, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. All right. We're not doing this. But, like, I'm just, I'm over the QB hype train. Oh, for sure. Ohio State just because they win nine games a year and they make the college football playoff. I'm right. But uh, we'll see. Um, speaking of QB1, shout out um, homie in Oklahoma. Oh, what's the quarterback's name out of Oklahoma? Baker? No, he's at Oklahoma right oh, now. Oh, he's at Oklahoma right now? Rattler. The quarterback, Rattler. Oh, I didn't even watch QB1, to be honest with you. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you what, QB1 is better than um, the last two seasons of... Last Chance U. Last Chance U. Really? Yeah. Huh. All right. Shout out Rattler. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rattler's at Oklahoma. He'll be fine. What other games stick out that may be a good game this upcoming week? Um, I don't watch a lot of college football, so I don't really look into that side of things. But mm-hmm. back on the NFL scoreboard... Yep. Uh, a lot of divisional games. Giants, Cowboys, who you got? Yikes. So, yeah, we just found out that Bills-Titans game got moved to Tuesday yeah. at uh, 7 p.m. Yeah. due to COVID. Y'all are all about to catch it. I, I don't want to call out uh, the almighty NFL, but, I mean, if the Titans keep having these positive tests, I mean, you got to. You got to shut it down. Why are we trying to play this game Can right we now? talk about the fact that they got positive tests, got shut down, and then went somewhere and else had their to own continue practice? Man, that's just foolish and just so Fem. selfish, inconsiderate for for everyone in the whole league. I mean, you're, you're the AFC South is going nowhere. Man, just go quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, take the two weeks. Make them quarantine and take away their yeah, bye. Literally. Reschedule one of the yeah. games. Yeah. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I just look at it as a public safety thing. I yeah. look at it that is that bigger than football. Easily, I agree with you. And Pats, Broncos, uh, Pats. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, any uh, fantasy gems? Any fantasy finds this week for you? I no. uh, nah. There was nothing crazy on the waiver wire. I didn't. Um, uh, Nick <laughs> Chubb got hurt. That was big. Um, Dearness Johnson, he was a big uh, waiver wire pickup this week. 
But other than that, uh, now we're three weeks in and I'm starting to see kind of what players are going to look like, like what their outcomes looking like. And there's some guys that aren't performing for me that I might have to uh, put on the chopping block. And then there's some other guys that kind of surprise me. Yo, you want to know who I'm going to be sad to get rid of? Who's that? Darren Waller. Darren Waller? Yep. He had a great first week, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then teams realize. They're starting, to oh, key, they're starting to key on him, right? He's your second best yep. player on offense. You know who's a great sell high is uh, Melvin Gordon after last week's game. Those two touchdowns for like a buck twenty. I drafted Melvin. I feel like you could get a pretty penny for him right now. I feel like he's staying on my run. <laughs> <laughs> Those backs are hard. You got to think the worse the Broncos um, look as a whole. Right. The more all you can do is run the ball. Yeah. And uh, why not give it to their best playmaker? Might as well. Makes sense. Um, this is probably my best team. Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, J- Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett. Robbie Anderson's getting cut this week. Sheesh. Off my team. What? Yeah. He's been playing well. Peep his stats real quick. Go, go on Go on your roster he's and read out loud what he's been doing. 22, 8. Oh, hold on. How is nine catches for 109 yards, eight points in your league? Five. Huh? And nine. <laughs> eight catches for 99 yards is nine points. Off my roster. In KB's league. I don't know what kind of scoring you have, but. This is the only money league I play in. Oh, that's a scam league. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I joined nah, the league. I'm guessing this is standard, right? There's, It's not points per reception. That's what it looks like. I joined the league and I won second place uh-huh. and then I won a third place. Okay. So yeah, you gotta keep playing. This year I'm coming for your head tops. I'm coming for your head. Um but yeah, Robbie Anderson, I'm off that. His Sorry. position rank is ten. Cool, bro. Someone else can have him. <laughs> While he averages eleven points. I'm good. Oh man. And he averages eleven because he scored twenty two the first week. Right. Do the math. Do the math. Anderson is unquestionably the Panthers' best fantasy wide receiver option. Yeah, because Christian, Christian McCaffrey is hurt. <laughs> Thanks, Field Yates. <laughs> Shout out to that million-dollar salary, bro. Oh, totally man. Yes, KB's on one right now about his fantasy squad. Um, DJ Chart, he's going to fill in for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You have some guys down here. Yeah. Don't. All right. So what we're looking at is Lamar Jackson, Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, Robbie Anderson, Noah Fant, who's not going to play, so he has to come out. Darren Waller, who's going to take his spot and probably give me less than eight. The Bucks defense, who already has 12, and Randy Bullock, who plays for the Bengals. I'm probably – so Noah Fant is my starting tight end. Darren Waller is my flex. I'm probably going to move Waller to the starting tight end spot and move DJ Chark. Move Chark in, yeah. In. I like Russell Cage, bro. Yeah, he Cage. didn't do much for me last week. I keep calling week. him Russell Cage, but I like him. Yeah, it didn't do too hot for me last week. but So if you're listening, I'm going to drop Robbie Anderson, who's top 10, and I'm promoting Russell Gage, who's, who's top, top 50. Top 50. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who has the better quarterback? Facts. Uh, Pass-happy offense. And who has the more pass-oriented offense, and who has to take – Attention away from Julio Jones. Facts. Question me if you want to. I'm KB is three. putting his rep down on Russell Gage, guys. 
Yeah, pick him up. I guarantee you he's in your way. All right, we got to have a bet. We're going to have a bet. Bottle of wine uh, for a future episode. So from here on out, so what is it, week four this week? Week four. So from week four on to the rest of the season, if Robbie Anderson has better numbers than Russell Gage, you owe me a bottle of wine. Deal. All right. None of that cheap shit either. (laughs) No, I got you. I definitely got you because – as someone who's had Cam Newton as a fantasy I feel like quarterback I feel like in the last couple of years. <laughs> I feel like this is the easiest bottle of wine I've ever received, besides a Christmas gift. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Watch. Um, but no, fantasy-wise, fantasy-wise, I'm the person who nobody's paying attention to who's going to beat you in the next four weeks. All right, all right. I'm playing you right now. Oh, sheesh. We're going against each other? You got yeah. a guy in right now. I don't yeah. even – I got to look at my squad. Look at how many points you're about to lose by, too. Sheesh. I haven't even adjusted anything yet. Handing out L's. Yo, if you want – hit me up on Twitter, at Kyrie404. I'll get your fantasy lineups right. Yep. Don't listen to Field Yates. I'll put Russell Gage in instead of Robbie Anderson, guys. Do not listen to Field Yates, my God. Nah, I agree. Those uh, Everyone listens to those ESPN people, and that's why they take these guys. Like, Kenyon Drake got taken first round. Dud. Um, I mean, there's const- – there's Shout out to everybody who drafted Kenyon Drake. If you dra- drafted Kenyon Drake in the first round, you played yourself, and all you did was listen to ESPN instead of your heart. You not smart. <laughs> you too loyal. You played yourself. Shout out DJ Khaled. Shout out Khaled, man. Have you seen this isn't new news. Have you seen the um pop star video? Yeah. That was that was genius. I was a fan. Yo, how do you advertise yourself as being annoying? That's like that's in Khaled. Oh, right. Khaled's brand right. is annoying his wife. Yeah. Now he annoys Drake. He is annoying Drake, blowing his phone up. We got to record this video during COVID. Da-da-da-da. Honey, 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 honey. Yeah. Shout out to DJ Khaled. Shout out to Bieber. He snapped on that. That was a hell of a video. I thought that was creative. Shout out to Scooter Braun for having no rhythm. <laughs> you knew the part in the song was coming up. Yeah. Damn, Scooter. Um, what are you? What's uh, what are you listening to right now? That's I know what, we talked about what was popular. Yeah. So like, what, what I was gonna tell you. Listening to. Um, I've been in, I've been in kind of a a weird music, uh, type of mood lately. Um, I've been digging through uh, Mac Miller's SoundCloud like Lucy's, just like single, not not even singles, just songs he put out with friends, and okay. and random artists that aren't on streaming platforms. So Mac Miller. Mac Miller is another one of the artists who eclipsed Big Sean. Oh, yeah. But uh, he he's one of those people who <laughs> he raps, like oh, yeah. rap raps. Raps raps. And, and he dives into so many different avenues, and he really found his sound before I he passed. I wish that I could have his hard drive. <sighs> Are you kidding me? No disrespect me? to anybody who's involved. It was Schoolboy Q, mind you. Like I said earlier, I watch hundreds of interviews over time. Schoolboy Q said Mac was like, uh, like going over to your cousin's house, and he had all the best beats. He had constant artists there all the time that you would never expect. He was just everybody's boy, and uh, I'm sure that hard drive is insane. But uh, yeah, just start digging. Uh, Larry Fisherman is his alter ego. That was his producer. Man. Yeah, his producer ego. Uh, so he's got a bunch of 
songs that artists put on uh, with his production. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I would. J- my biggest thing. Um, <laughs> don't look at anything on Apple Music. Go on. Yeah. SoundCloud. Um, if you're still using that piff, shout out to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I use it here and there. So shout out to you. Shout out to me. Well, shout out to everybody using that piff in 2020. But um, Faces is probably my second favorite Mac Miller project. Mm. And it's not on any of the streaming platforms yeah. last time I checked. And ironically, it was the first time that I heard him rap about feeling suicidal. Yeah. Talk about some creepy shit. Mm-hmm. But um, no, Mac Miller's one of my favorite lyricists. Yeah, I had been. Uh, I, it's weird. I always. He's got songs with Kendrick. He's got so- Bro, everybody. That hard drive, that hard drive that is hard elite. Drive. But I always end up finding my way back to listening to something of it. Like he just has so much work. Like uh, I've been going through the best day ever, um, uh, okay. mi- mixtape. That's because Apple Music dropped that. You've been listening to "You Can Wear My Hat." <clears throat> <laughs> nah, I have not been listening to "You Can Wear My Hat." But, I like uh, that song. Don't get it twisted. I like that song, but. <laughs> But for Mac Miller, it was a little weird. Yeah, a little weird. But conceptually, artists have been doing weird things but, for years. But uh, one Mac Miller track I want you to listen to that I don't think you've listened to yet. Maybe you have. Uh, Diablo. You ever heard that song by him? That's another one of those like Lucy's. Uh, he's got a music. He's it. got a music video to it. Listen to Diablo. That's that's a tough track. I listen to it almost every other day. To be honest. Diablo. Mm, rap Diablo. Yeah, it's tough. I thought you were about to go off. I was about to, but I didn't want I didn't want to do it to him. Um so my favorite rapper right now. So I might intrinsically be biased against rappers from Chicago. He used intrinsic. Why are you biased? Hopefully I use it the right way. I don't know. I don't like YBN Corday. Uh-huh. I, res- I can appreciate his music. I say I respect Corday, but I don't I don't know. I'm going to hold it against any rapper who has a list. You hate Chance. He's mad that I used the word hate. You don't re- I don't know. You're just not a fan of Chance, I'm sorry. I'm not. Nah. You go acid rap, nah. Coloring book, nah. I was like, "All right, man, maybe that's just not your guy." Nah. I'm trying to think cuz I don't want to shit on Chance. Right. Cause no, I don't. I can't think off top of. I'm trying to think of a Chance the Rapper song that I like. Oh, the Big Day, that shit was big ass. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're gonna get off that. <laughs> Bro, but like, oh, okay, no problem. You want no problem? That's a bop. He got carried. He got carried. Two chains snapped in that. Petey Pablo, take the shirt off. Wait, right, 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 Can we talk about Two Chains being the most underrated rapper ever? Yes. More so than Fabulous. I Two Chains is up there for me, and he's grown. As I've grown older, I've grown to appreciate Chains. People have been subbing Two Chains with the term swag rap for a decade. Yeah. And he's. I don't know. Two Chains gives you bars. You just got to listen. Yeah, in you between, do have to listen. In between the swag. Or maybe. His, um, what was his uh, his last album? Oh, I Might Need Security. There you I go. Might Need Security is dope. That's Ish. a dope song. <laughs> it is a, it's a very dope song. Shout out to Bands. He listened to it recently. 
Shout out to Apple Music exposing what your friends listen to. Oh, whether yeah. or not they want you to know that they're listening to. If you go on mine right now, it's not even rap. It's more than rap. It's more than rap. Deeper than rap. Shout out Rose. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm not a huge fan of Chance the Rapper. I'm not a huge fan of YBN Corday. But I love Lupe and I love Kanye. So we kick, push, kick. Yeah. Don't do that. I, Yo, Lupe Fiasco has done way more than Kick Push. I love Kick Push. Sing, um, what's the other one? Uh, Superstar. You start. No, I'm good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like um, Daydream by Lupe Fiasco Daydream. and Jill Scott yes. is a yes. top 10 song of oh, all time. Oh, for sure. At me if you want to. Sure. I'll beat you up. Um Dave, who I told everybody about last podcast, and if you still haven't listened, go. Dave have you uh, have you listened to the Lo- the Locks put out an album uh, maybe like a month ago? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been uh, there's certain music I'll throw on like in the- living off experience. Yep, I'll throw. There's a lot of music I listen to just in the weight room that just keeps me just going and having Styles P yell at you. That'll mm-hmm. do it. Styles P yelling at you on the track, but. Giving you gems on Twitter. Shout I want to SP the girl. I want to go to uh, that juice bar he has. Juices for life. Yes. Let's go. Let's do it. It's in the Bronx. Yeah, I'm down. No, it's not. There's a couple of them. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll go down there. I'm we'll definitely tell you guys down to what go. It was like. Um, yo, ready for this? Ready for the shit that KB gives you? <laughs> Baby Keem. Baby Keem. Put me on. I have no idea who this is. <laughs> Cause Kendrick Lamar's cousin. Kendrick Lamar's cousin, really? He's from Las Vegas. Okay. I feel like you've sent this to me before. I, I probably I probably listened to, to it. So for those of you who don't know, I'm in multiple group chats. Shout out everybody in all of my group chats. But I share music. I'm one of those people who will go in rabbit holes and just listen to artists after artists Same. after artists. Um, but Baby Keem is somebody I found a couple months ago, and I was late on him, but I wasn't that late on him. But he's nice. It's different. It's like a little bit of the newer style where it's less polished, but it's hard. All right. I'm going to have to listen. Hard. Like Orange Soda is the popular joint. Um, Bitch sit on my face. I attacked that. Yeah, that shit is hard, but it's it's a different vibe. Like it's you can tell it's like some newer energy, mm-hmm. like some stuff that you haven't really heard right. before. Big on it, um, baby Keem. Baby Keem. The album is called "Die for My Bitch." I don't know how hmm. hard I can push that narrative, but yeah. All right, all right. And then, um, baby Keem, Cookie Kawhi. You know Cookie. Nah, bro. Do you listen to Jersey Club? Nah. Jersey Club is a very weird genre. Okay. It's like... I can't even describe it to you. I have to play it for you after. Yeah, I've never heard of like... Coming soon on this podcast, the ability for me to play you the random... I was thinking that the other day. Cody, make it happen. Um, But Club Soda Volume 1 and 2 by Cookie Kawhi. Okay. Cookie with two E's and Kawhi with two I's, but that's traditionally how it's spelled. But she's 
she's known for her song Vibe. Um, it's so it's it's sample driven. Mm. You've probably heard like Watch Me Throw It Throw It Back, Back, Back. Yeah, I've heard that. That's Cookie Kawai. Okay. And then Flo Millie, who's like a 19 year old girl who just raps her ass off. Uh huh. All right, I'm down. Yeah, you might just have to put me on. That's all. Yeah, man. Uh, Cookie Kawai, Baby Keem, and Flo Millie. By this point, you're not early on them. I'm putting you on. You're late, but they're really good. Dope. Um, that's what I've been listening to. All right, now you got me wanting to look through my joint real quick. Yeah, you got to. I mean, uh, let me just pull up what I have going on. Um, pre-orders for PS5 and Xbox. They're more widely available now. I saw them at Costco. Yeah, that's what I heard over at Costco. You can pre-order at Costco if you haven't, or if you haven't been able to. Hit up Grandma with that Costco membership. Granny. Granny. <laughs> Hit up Granny for the PS5 while you're at it. Yeah. See sheesh. what it's hitting for. Well, early Christmas present. Might not get nothing else for Christmas. <clears throat> so uh, what I've been listening to... Um, I grew up, uh, my dad, he's loved music. Uh, he's huge into rock uh, growing up. And uh, Eddie Van Halen passed away, mm. the uh, lead guitarist of Van Halen. Van Halen, yeah. Rest and in uh, rest in peace to Eddie Van Halen. So I've actually gone back into a bunch of their albums and listening to, listening to it now at the age I'm at. They were like, even though they were some rock stars, their verses were, they were on something. They spitting? Were, yeah, they were spitting at the same time. This month. Spit. And just partying, drinking, long hair having. T- Do you have a favorite rock band? It might be it. it, it it's Van Halen, bro. I like. I grew up on them. Like I'm telling you, like when what's my, a Van Halen song? I would know. Uh, Running with the Devil. Oh, that song's yeah, fire. Yeah, Mad Van Halen songs. Uh, you really got me, girl. You really got me now. Yeah, I'm off that one. Oh yeah, you're off that one. Yeah. Um, ain't talking about love, Panama. I mean, so yeah, I, ran- I get into my rock bag, but mm-hmm. that's not where I'm. Right, that's not where you're. Oh, so remember back to last time we're gonna go over this show, uh, yeah. Song Exploder. Yeah, I told you how there was Ty Dolla Sign on an episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His episode is fire too. Alicia Keys was on the first episode. REM was the artist that really? I forgot. Really, I felt like. As soon as I went back and I looked, I was like, damn, how did I forget him? Huh. But yeah, R.E.M. is the other artist. Really? On that show. I'm in there. Definitely be in there. I don't know who my favorite rock group would be. Linkin Park. Linkin Park was dope. And it's cheating because they have a rapper and a DJ. Right. But no, 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 no. Damn, let me get back to y'all. Yeah. Nirvana? I'm, Nirvana's dope. Gr- well, it's more like grunge, but it's still rock. It's just like how there's like different subgenres of rap, though. You know what I mean? That's like uh, someone close to me goes, I just can't mess with 21, man. I'm like, well, why? He's not even really rapping. It's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, he just rhymes basic words. And uh, I know him personally. He's a big fan of Eminem. And I'm like, well, 21's not going to drop double entendres on you and like, make you think he's not that type hey newsflash eminem didn't do that in the beginning right eminem didn't eminem rap was, like eminem that. was screaming at you 
But I don't know. No, like Eminem was like, I can't really describe it. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Because, <laughs> right, rhyming was yeah. his, like, that was his wheelhouse. Right. So, yeah, I just want everybody. But he wasn't on the, like, computer flow back then. Right. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like you just can't put, we talked about this last episode. You can't put rap under just one category. There's yeah. just different branches from the tree, I guess you could say. You know what I mean? There's just so much of it that. I mean, like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of the 21 album, but I'm still going to respect it. How do you feel it. about Future? Since we're talking about lyricism um, and the spectrum of it. What was uh what was that was Dirty Dirty Sprite 2? Was that the one with um Gucci Flip-Flops? Gucci Flip-Flops. Oh, that was the la- that was the last Future album that I really messed with. Say word. I I promise you. And I ran uh, and I and I gave all the other albums listens. Yeah, I deleted them all off my phone. You're nuts, fam. I'm telling you that Dirty Sprite Two set a bar for me, and Future, Future hasn't hit. To me. Future hasn't hit it since. Future's my spirit animal. He is a reckless individual. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know, man. Future is like. If you take Future away, we're missing like sixty percent of rap right now. Oh, he's yeah. He uh he paved he paved the road, you could say for sure. Let me uh hold on. I gotta pull up another track off his. Hove said "Death of Autotune." Future said, uh, "I need that." Future, we, we're bringing this back. Future Chanel Vintage. You remember that one? <laughs> Yo, Future gives you gems. He does. His hooks are crazy. Gems. I serve the bass. That was my shit. Stick talk. I love talk. that song. Yeah. You know, I got that stick talk. That stick talk. Where uh, where you at was on there with Drake. Where you at is it? Yeah, that was a yam yam. Yeah, it was. That was a Beyonce pop. dances to it. You got a yam. <laughs> Respect. Um, shout out Beyonce. Where were you when all the dogs needed help? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, fam. I'm sorry. I didn't know y'all was out there like that. Right. Um, Future and Young Thug. That's the other person. Young Thug? I respect Thug, but I don't listen to too much of his stuff. There's artists that, like, push my sound palette. Yeah. Young Thug and Future, definitely, like, I'm not listening to Lil Baby if I wasn't onto those two. Yeah. Yeah, for Facts. sure. Wah, wah, wah. Bitch, I'm the baby. <laughs> Brand new whip, got no keys. No keys. Tell him my clothes. No starch, please. And that's just another one of uh, Drake being like, all right, let me uh, <laughs> hop on a track with a young buck before he really, really pops. Like, he was, like, popping, but he wasn't popping. And then they put out. No, uh, that did it. That helped him. Oh, yeah. Whenever Drake gives you that quick 16. Like Everybody's when obsessed. when Drake hopped down with Migos, that was the ultimate assist. What was the song? Versace, Versace. Bro, that verse. Yeah. This is a gated community. <laughs> Please get the fuck. Versace, Versace. It's uh, enough Drake for this podcast. I know. Um. Confirmation of the new Top Boy. Really. And confirmation of All American. Season three. Whoa. Okay, okay. You just got me hype right now. 
When the any big news for your head top? No, um, news. any dates or they're just confirming that they're like in production. No, All American is shooting right now. I follow Gretchen Niewu on Instagram, and they're all out there in the the Baker household with masks and oh face yeah, and they're stuff. having like a COVID season. Like they're gonna. Probably. No, they're just like so. The whole staff has to oh, wear that. Right. Stuff I thought. I shooting. thought maybe the season was gonna like implement what was going on right now. You wouldn't be able to. You can't play football. Right. I gotta see what happened. I don't. I I might have to rewatch it. I might be that far removed from it already. <sighs> Last season was so emotional. Drag. I have Westeros in my brain. Bro. Dragged on. Westeros is the only thing in my <laughs> brain from TV. <clears throat> I started The Sopranos again. I have yet to finish it. And I've, already, I've finished it three times. And everyone tells me, what are you doing? This will be the fourth time through. It's hard. It's long. There it is, is long. It's a dedication. is very long to get through, especially mm. because there's no introduction, really. It could just kind of like... The show just starts, starts and you have to learn who everybody yeah. is and yep. what they do. Yeah. But The Sopranos is hard. I Pops off. Show. First episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> they throw you into some stuff. Love The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. When it comes to TV, uh, a random show that uh my wife and I picked up on is uh, called Ratchet. I don't know if you came across it on Netflix. If they're pushing it on you at all, are you saying Ratchet? So it's supposed to be like Ratchet, but there's a D at the end. Ratchet. Ratchet. Yeah. No. So it's a. Uh, it, it's basically it's a spinoff of American Horror Story. Um, super compelling story about a nurse. Uh, they call her Nurse Ratchet, and uh, I'm telling you, it's a it's a good flick. Super random, but uh, it'll keep you. It's a thriller, like suspenseful type of show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think eight episodes, hour long. Just something to watch with the uh, wifey. That's different. Uh, yeah, we picked up on that, and then uh, that's really about it. I'm not gonna dive into any of those uh, reality shows that she watches because I don't wanna. Tell you my guilty pleasure shows, all right? <laughs> Give me one. Uh, it's I ca- watch Love and Hip Hop. It's called... Uh, I only watch Love and Hip Hop New York, though. Oh, okay. Just to clarify. It's uh, called Vanderpump Rules, and I think Bravo. Okay. Yeah. It's just like one of those reality shows and typical. I mean, there's, you start to realize that the plot and then like the way all these shows are set up are all like the same. Like when you simplify it down... You know what I mean? It's all. But it's successful, so hey. Shout out to Sean for realizing that in 2020. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> I used to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like in the beginning. Okay. Like 2011, 2012. Yeah. And I got onto it pretty quickly. Like, okay, there's not anything going on. No. You're just following these people and whatever happens today in their life is, what's, is the plot yeah. of the show. So, you're... Reality TV lost me on that because you're, you know what's gonna happen after the first ten minutes yeah. of every show, yeah. every episode. And they do a very good job of they find the one like very very stressful or uh, dramatic scene of, of the show, and yeah. they keep like bringing you to commercial break, and then they like show flashes of it, bringing it back every yeah. time until yeah. it happens, and then it's it, not even that. And big it's not no not it's not even that great. Shout out to the real world and road rules. Where you had no idea what was about to happen. No doubt. Or maybe you did. I was just too young. But those shows were lit. (laughs) 
I came across Chappelle show the other day and they had that uh real world episode on. <laughs> that was wild. You had sex with Katie? It's like, no, I didn't have sex with Katie. Lysol had sex with Katie. <laughs> no, you had sex with me too. <laughs> I don't th- I don't think we can monetize this on YouTube anymore <laughs> because of this. Shout out to Katie. Oh man. Shout oh, out to man. Dave Chappelle, man. Yo, shout out to Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Go. Gotta give him his flowers while he's still here. For sure. Dave Chappelle's the man. Um Rami, season two. Season two of Rami. Have you finished it? No, I haven't. So I'm about two or three episodes in. You put me on a Rami. Uh, Lauren, my wife, she actually ended up loving that show as well. We got to finish that up. That's a really smart show. Rami yeah. Youssef is a he's a stand up comedian who gives you the kind of the perspective on being an an Islamic American. Yeah. That you don't get. Yeah. Like, think about how your favorite comedian gives you the inner look of their life, like Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock. Um, they, they'll tell you about what it's like to be black. Uh, Rami Youssef does an exceptional job of, like, giving you Islamic humor. Yeah. And that's what the show Rami is. He lets uh, you into his world. And, uh, yeah, for someone who's just, I've never been around uh, the Islamic culture, it's, it's cool to kind of just have a peek into kind of what uh he's going through there's an episode called do the ramadan do the ramadan (laughs) if you understand islamic culture the episode is called do the ramadan it's a hilarious show hilarious show uh yeah shout out rami that is a great show yep gerard carmichael produces it shout out gerard carmichael it's on uh, hulu yeah shout out gerard carmichael for producing a show the carmichael show and having it be hilarious and then getting bored of it and canceling it. Just because he was bored? Yeah, he was like, I did all that I can do. Because it was one of those shows that tackles like all the tough topics. Right. No, that was a great show. The Carmichael show. They yeah. had uh, David Allen Greer, uh, Lil Rel Howery, uh, Loretta Devine. Is Lil Rel Howery the dude from Get Out? Police officer, yeah, or yeah. yeah, or he's like the TSA. Yeah. yeah, yo, that's my guy. Lil Rel is yo, hilarious. he's hilarious. His stand ups are god awful, but he's really funny behind <laughs> the camera. Some people it doesn't translate well. Right? Yeah, like no, that. I agree. Uh, sidebar: Amy Schumer, fucking awful. Oh, her stand up. I've never In even given her the chance. General as I just don't really think she's that funny at all to begin with no and it's not it has nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman because sarah no. silverman's hilarious yeah sarah silverman's Amy great just not funny mm-hmm. she's just not entertaining no not really a fan no women shouldn't have to wear makeup but women not wearing makeup is not subject matter all right i'm done <laughs> You can't come at Amy Schumer too crazy because then you're anti-feminist. Yeah, for sure. I am a feminist. I just think Amy Schumer is corny. Right. Just be funny. We get that you're a woman. Mm-hmm. That's not the funny part. Right. All right, I'm done. <laughs> but um. But uh, talking about stand-up, um, is there any what What was your favorite stand-up that you, have you ever attended any shows live? Yeah, Dave yeah? Chappelle, Krauss oh. Heinz Theater. Flex. Flex. That was such a fast reaction. 
You saw so you saw Dave Chappelle in Q's Chappelle live in Syracuse. In Q's. Yep. I'm so jealous. Yep. I saw Marlon Wayne's and mind you, this was his He's funny. This was Marlon his first Wayans. year doing stand up when I saw him. Hilarious. He's the opposite of Lil Ral Howery. He's not funny behind the camera, but his stand up is hilarious. He was hilarious in uh, brother or uh, what's the show with his brother uh, in the nineties? The Wayans brothers. The Wayans brothers, Hilar- Like he, honestly, Marlon Wayans might be one of my favorite actors. Keeping it a buck, like he is just so good. He's funny. He's hilarious. He's underrated. He carried some of those scary movie movies. Oh yeah, for sure. Mar- Shout out Marlon Wayans, and I'm telling you, his stand up was slept on. He's actually. You want you want to blow your mind? What's that? Look into the Wayans family. Aren't are like. There's seven of them of, comedians? Ten of them. And yeah. they're all in show business and they're all successful. Crazy. Keenan Ivory did in Living Color back in the day. Yep. And then you have Sean and Marlon who yep. did um the Wayans brothers, and they've done more than that, but that's just like Damon a, was in major pain, right? Damon Wayans <laughs> is major pain and all the other stuff that yep. my wife and my kids. My wife and kids, yep. Great all show. That stuff. That's a and successful ass family. They have a sister named Kimberly. Have you ever seen how can uh Kimberly Wayans? Have you ever seen Juana Man? Yeah. You know the tall, dark skinned chick with the braids? Yeah. That's she's really? a Wayans. Sister. She's a Wayans too? Yeah, their whole family is caked up. Their Christmas must be stupid. <sighs> must be crazy. Marlon actually has a uh a little sitcom on Netflix too that wasn't bad. If you if you want to tap into that, I think he got a Netflix. I think he got a Netflix deal. He yeah. was one of the first people. Yeah. Who I got think it's just called self titled uh, Marlon, but uh, it's a funny sitcom. I like it. Yeah, Marlon Wayans is mm-hmm. he's good money. Mm-hmm. Shout out the Wayans family, man. Yeah, I'm I old. remember uh, Low Down Dirty Shame mm-hmm. with uh, Damon Wayans and Jada Pinkett. Mm-hmm. Look that up. I will. Gem. It was like one of those old '90s like cop movies he plays like a shaft oh yeah you know what i bet you i know the cover i guarantee if i see like the movie cover it's yeah. exactly what i'm thinking yeah yeah shout out to jada be... pinkett smith and her entanglements her entanglements my goodness we're not gonna get into that man no but the only thing that i am gonna say is marriage gets weird the more money you have yeah. And that's all I'm going to say because we're both married. Right. Yeah. Shout out to everybody who's married. Shout out to everybody who's married. But yeah, I mean, when you're a superstar at that level, I mean, there's certain situations that none of us can really relate to. So how can you even comment on the situation? Your wife is gone for three months acting like the most attractive man in Hollywood's love interest. And they're kissing. Right. And doing love scenes and all that. And you just got to be cool with it because like, that's her job. Right. That's her, yeah. Just like yours. Right. To that's go with her Eva Mendes or whoever. Right. Will Smith is opposite because Will Smith handpicks the baddies for all of his movies. He's yeah. never in there with like. And you know, a lot of people don't think of that. They don't put it into like if you were in their shoes and you know what I mean? So uh, shout out to you and your perspective because that's something I never thought of. What? Just like. Being in, say you're in Will's shoes and Jada's out, just making a movie, and that's her. Yeah, because you know the lazy I mean? thing is to go, well, I'm an actor, babe. I just got to kiss this chick real quick. Right. right. Reverse, and your girl is Eva Mendez in every movie she's in. 
dudes are all over. She's getting tongued down and imagine yeah. like Selma Hayek is married. Right. Imagine Selma Hayek being your wife. My goodness. You just got to take the L, I guess. Is it enough? Take the L to get the W. Right. Shout out Mike Bands. <laughs> Shout out the Bands. Take the L to get the W. Facts. I think that's it, man. Yeah. Now that we've objectified Salma Hayek and Jada Pinkett <laughs> Smith. <laughs> I like where the direction went in this episode. I'm uh, happy to talk with you guys about a little bit of everything today. For sure, man. I love talking to you guys about everything. Yeah. As always, uh, hit us up on social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm I'm on Instagram. Uh, Kyrie404. KB and M's pod on IG and Twitter. Come mess with us, man. Let us know what you think. Let us know that you're out there. Yes, sir. Hit me up at, uh, at SE underscore visuals on Twitter and then uh, on IG, S.E. underscore visuals. All right. Have a good one, gang. Love. Peace.